everybody sees the world in such a different way. And if we can learn to respect each other for our differences and leverage our perspectives Mm -hmm. instead of trying to make each other think like we do, right? I'm trying to make you more like me instead of understanding and making you a better you. It's just just no wonder why there's so much uh, tension and attrition uh, in, in businesses. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm your co-host, Lamar Bratton, along with the Enneagram coach for professionals, Keanu Trujillo. This is More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Business. Keanu, how you feeling this morning, man? I'm glad to be back, Lamar. It's been a little while since we've been uh, in the man. studio, so to speak. So it's good to be getting an episode out. I had to do one solo. It was different without you, but, you know, and, and our plays kind of showed as well. Uh, we didn't <laughs> as much plays without you, so I don't know what's going on there. What can I say? The people love them some Lamar, you know? They, uh, they, I think they love our dynamic. I think it just shows that everyone needs a type one in their life, you know? And when it's not there, it's just something's missing. Bro, if you keep talking like that, people are going to not want type 1. <laughs> well, hey, before we get into the topic today, any anything new going on in your world that you want to make sure the listeners know about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I want to uh, direct all of you there to our website, truestrategy.info. We are going to be launching our own Enneagram assessment very, very soon. So, of course, we'll let you know when that comes out. But I just want to let you all know ahead of time, uh, we're going to have our own Enneagram assessment geared towards business and professionals and how to apply it. So we're really excited about that. Right, Lamar? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait to see that get launched out. And if you have not already signed up, make sure you go to that website uh, because you won't want to miss it. Uh, Well, let's get into the topic today. Uh, today's sure. topic is no new friends. So before I give away uh, what what we mean by this, Keanu, when someone says no new friends, like what does that mean to you? And like, how does that hit you? Uh, for me, it makes me think about my circle. You know me, um, I'm very close with a certain select amount of people. And I like to build relationships with everybody. But those that I'm close to, that's a very tight knit unit. So I do think about my uh, natural tendencies and natural tendencies of a type eight to uh, really just have a close group. And and that's it. And uh, so that's what I think of first and foremost. What do you think of when you think of no new friends? Uh, well, first of all, I think of the Drake song, and I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. No oh, new yeah, friends. That too. No new friends. No, no new. <laughs> Way back. About that. Right, right. Um, but, you know, I think it, it, it really just fosters a culture of you can't trust anyone. And mm, uh, right. just because of the backstabbing that's out there and all that and all that other stuff. But, man, it's crazy. The more people that I connect with, I'm not saying that, like, everyone has to be your best friend. But the more I just love on people and do people um, and share and collaborate, um, the more experiences we, we develop. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we had a we had an interesting experience in Albuquerque where we met a lot of made a lot of new friends. I'd say, yeah. um, share a little bit about like your experience over this past weekend in regards to this. Yeah, I want to say, you know, shout out to some of those new friends, uh, Luke Faragudi. I swear that's a real name, y'all. He's a, a professional pianist and an actuary. Um, very, very intelligent person. But Neville, he's also a musician uh, from Dallas by way of London and then Kenya, right? Kenya, then um, London. Born in Kenya. Kenya, then London, London, right? Uh, so we made a lot of, you know, great connections and met some new friends. But, you know, I, I'll be honest, going into new interactions, I... I 
it just depends. We made some really great connections at our best friend, uh, Andrew's wedding. But, you know, to be honest, going into new connections, sometimes I feel like, you know what, especially if I'm going to be around people that are familiar, I just want to hang out with mine and I don't yeah. really want to get to know anybody new. Um, but we had that opportunity and every time I do it, I definitely don't regret it, but right. we all have a tendency of just gravitating towards what's familiar or what's comfortable naturally. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today as well, as it pertains to business and, and connections. For sure. And sometimes I feel the same way. Uh, meeting new people can be a little bit, uh, can give me lots of anxiety because I just have this natural tendency of wanting to look right, sound right, talk right, come off a specific way as a good person and just worried about the judgy thoughts that can be going through someone else's mind. And it gives me a lot of stress. So mm. Um, what could be a little bit different for you? I mean, we both can have troubles with it, but for you, it's a completely different reason than me, but it's yeah. interesting, um, how that struggle still happens. Um, well, each type, go ahead. Well, each type has different reasons why, uh, sometimes they don't want to make new connections, um, or, you know, on the opposite side is why they do. Um, but mm. so maybe I'll run the, run the wheel today and we'll talk about each of them briefly. You know, that's my favorite thing is running the wheel. Like it made nothing to me. But tell me, how does Enneagram help us build relationships? For one, it helps you to understand that people just aren't the way they are, right? And when we don't understand people's personality or how they're set apart, we'll naturally think that, well, I just kind of like these kind of people without understanding why. Hmm. Um, and so when we understand why, then we can be very intentional with those that we surround ourselves with, one, with those that we're comfortable with, those that we enjoy, um, but also people that will challenge us, right? In, in these times, especially, everyone seems to find themselves in an echo chamber. I want to surround wow. myself with people that think the way I do, that talk the way I do, that act the way I do, that believe the way I do. But that doesn't bring us much growth, right? That's a yeah. missed opportunity. So when we understand why we like certain people, um, it, it just helps us to accelerate those relationships and then also appreciate our likeness and our differences even more. Right. Yeah. Lamar and I could not be more different in certain ways and then more alike in others. I really am the type of person that says, hey, this is what we want to do. Let's just we'll figure out how we're going to do it on the way there. And Lamar says, let's figure out how we're going to do it and then we'll get there and we complement each other in that way. Um, but if I didn't understand and appreciate his personality, then I could start to think that, well, you know, Lamar's just a hindrance on my growth or my opportunity, right? He's trying mm -hmm. to hold me back and that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. It, it also makes me think of, um, not having an echo chamber. It makes me think of the dynamic we have with, uh, our two other friends, uh, Andrew and Andrew and Bryce, but then we also just think differently. Um, some right. things fire us up more than others. Um, some of us are more patient. Some of us are more like ready to just, hey, we're here if you need us right off the bat. Some of the, you know, it's it's really cool when you get that different dynamic rolling. Are you ready to run the wheel? Should we just go ahead and dive into it? Let's 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 go through these types and see how they build relationships. Does that sound good to yeah, you? Yeah, sure, for sure. I mean, because it really, when when we're again enneagram in business, when we're trying to understand those that are around us, it's helpful to know why some people do uh, gravitate more towards creating relationships and why others don't. But what well, you know what I would say first are the general themes for each type is no regardless of your type you're built for community. So we know that to be true you're not built to do this alone. So yeah. I will have a yearning and a desire to build relationships, but for certain reasons, uh, some won't. And I think yeah. some of the, maybe we'll start with the more, let's, let's break it up like this. We're going to, we're kind of randomize it. Those that That's are cool. more um, prone to building relationships, being extroverted and loving on people. And those yeah. that are less 
uh, or the opposite of that. I, those would, that are I would love prone. to know that. I would love to know that. So let's start off with the ones that aren't so prone to, to build new relationships. Yeah. Uh, well, this is probably a lesser number than those that are there. There are some that are further on the edge of, you know, really wanting to be introverted and not have to build a lot of relationships and some that live for relationships and then some that are kind of in the middle that vacillate. So know this, those of you that are listening, if you're a type five and you're like, I love relationships, um, know that, you know, I'm not generalizing. We're just speaking from the knowledge that we have from the Enneagram, but with that, I would start with type fives. Um, type fives would probably be on the further end of the spectrum of not necessarily uh, desiring relationships. They'll see mm. them as necessary. Um, but type fives believe that the world is a bit too intrusive as it is. So when uh. people try to get close to them or people try to um, build, a, build a friendship, build a relationship, it has to be on the type fives time and on at their pace, not necessarily that of a type eight. And I think of a great friend of mine, he's a uh, worship leader here at Elevation, uh, Mike, but he's a type five and he's very to himself. And hmm. uh, this is a culture where everyone kind of hugs each other and, you know, not so much now because, you know, COVID or whatever. But right. when I came onto the team, everyone told me, hey, he's not a hugger, right? He's not that kind of person. <laughs> and me being myself, I said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to break down that barrier anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I took it as a personal responsibility to fix it. So (laughs) little by little, I would sit a little closer to him when we were doing work and, you know, I'd I'd give him whatever when I see him anyways. And he would just like kind of clam up. Um, But honestly, now he's one of my best friends. And, uh, but it it is true. They, They feel like the world's a bit too intrusive. So They'll build relationships, but it's on their time. And they're not naturally going to look to build a relationship um, unless Mm. there's really a purpose attached to it as far as um, how it can benefit their business or their endeavors or whatever it may be. Interesting. So they're a little bit more introverted. They're the person that's not going to necessarily want to hang out with you uh, at the outings or the, you know, at the business events. They kind of want to go into work, do their thing, leave at five, leave me alone, right? This is my time. Um, Yeah. But then... Let's go to the further, the opposite end. We're going to, we're, yeah, we're just going to have some fun with this. I would say then there's the two, right? The two is very outgoing, very people oriented, very loving of people, really wants to get connected uh, yeah. to people at all times, all places. They, they're the one hosting the, the after party or the, the business event. Uh, they're yeah. the one that wants to gravitate towards people, um, but also bring people into, uh, into the fold. What's interesting about it too is I imagine them just because they just love giving and they love obviously receiving at the same time, the more people that they surround themselves with, the more opportunities that is for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So true. What, what are, on the blind side of things, when we can be so uh, focused on like new relationships, new relationships, new relationships, like what are some of the, uh, the downfalls of that? Well, some of the downsides of that is that, you know, you go an inch deep with a hundred people instead of a mile deep with 10, right? Mm. Uh, And and I'm the type of person that really likes to go deep in relationships with a select few people, but I'm a type eight and that matters to me because I really want to build trust, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I want to go deep in my relationships, uh, but I'm not above having some, you know, 
superficial connections with certain people because I just don't feel like maybe I can trust them. Um, but mm. I think a good representation of that, and this really is a strength for theirs, is the type three, where they would fall closer to the two on that spectrum of being very extroverted and loving and, and, and moving towards people. Um, but yeah. they're the type of person that's going to make 100 connections in the room, know their name, know a little bit of their story, right? And, and everyone really feel kind of loved by them. And that's a, that's a strength. Uh, but depending on the other person's perspective, if you have a three that's really work in the room, um, you can begin to feel like maybe you're part of the process that, hey, well, they kind of meet everyone. They kind of love on everyone like this. Like, I'm not very special. Oh. Sometimes that can become a downside. But again, that's the perspective of the person that's on the other side receiving um, because right. that's not necessarily the three's intention. Um, yeah. They're just natural networkers. And we talked about that with Andrew in our podcast yeah. not too long ago. Who was that? Like, that like for sure makes me think about Andrew. And like when I think about the times that I first met him, it's like, like, dang, this dude is excited to see everyone, like to the point where it's like, it's almost like, man, he makes everyone feel special. But then on the other side, it's like, oh, he just treats everyone like that. Like no one's special, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but, but as I get to know him further, it's just like, man, the dude just absolutely loves every single human being that he comes across. Like, right. And, and that's just the way it is. And it's easy for us to take that the wrong way. Yeah. Well, he said it in our last podcast, right? He genuinely loves people. So we're not, yeah. not going to say that he's disingenuous, um, but some people can perceive him in that way, yeah. right? And perception is reality. Um, some people may see the five as an introverted jerk. But that's yeah. not the case, right? They just relationships aren't as important uh, to them. Yeah. Uh, so then we kind of have some that lie in the middle. I had um, one to throw. I had one to throw out there. Um, I, obviously, the people that are close to me in my life have several sixes in my life. And to me, they all, they all, all three of them that I can think of off the, off the top of my head, uh, lean a little bit more towards the reserved introverted side of things. Um, new people, new people do scare them, but once they are attached to you, they are not going anywhere. So I, I'd love to hear more like your take on that. Yeah, I was going to you know, say the six probably lands a little bit more closer to the five as well, where uh, they're mm -hmm. not going to necessarily always be the first to engage in a conversation or go step out and build a relationship. But once the relationship is built, they're going to become your best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where the six kind of leans more so on that side. And then I think everything in but all the other types kind of fall a little bit more in between the four as well can lean closer to being a little bit more introverted and not moving towards building relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, they can they can find themselves on the other side. So I would say the five and the six are um, more introverted or more closed off when it comes to building new relationships. The two and the three are more extreme on building relationships. Mm -hmm. And then all the other types kind of fall somewhere in between there. So uh, the one, the four, the seven, the eight, and the nine. Yeah, and it really just depends on the setting. But, you know, going from there, I kind of want to jump into what that means for your business. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. So what does that mean for a, uh, a business leader or a salesperson knowing yeah. this? Well, it really depends on the culture that you're creating, right? What are your intentions as far as the culture that you want to create in your business? Because you may say, you know what? I want to create a culture of nothing but super driven and uh, energetic and outgoing people. Right. Mm. And, and that's OK if that's your intention. But if that's not your intention and you're saying, hey, I want to build a very well balanced team, I want a team that balances each other out, get different perspectives on um, the Enneagram can bring a lot of light to that to understand. Well, you may want that. However, you're really building a whole lot of yourself. 
because mm. we gravitate towards what's familiar. So this has a lot to do with hiring and recruiting because in hiring and recruiting, you're going to be prone to uh, hiring people that think and act and believe just like you do. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing. But if that's left unchecked, it can become a liability. It can become a weakness because now we're not yeah. bringing any other type of perspectives into yeah. that circle. And so we're let's imagine if you got will, the same blind spot, right? Exactly. So imagine if you will, a business leader or a business owner, who's a type eight and his recruiter uh, is a type eight and his leadership team is full filled with a bunch of eights. Well, there's probably going to be a lot of churn and attrition on that team because they're going to burn through people. Uh, you know, it's going to be a grinder because they're all right. going to think, well, people should be built to run at this pace. And yeah. that's just not true for most other types for an eight. It's natural. Um, right. But on the other side of things, if you have somebody that say is a leader, that is uh, let's think of a number that we don't talk about as often uh, a leader that is a six, right? Mm -hmm. a six is going to be more methodical in their approach. They're going to be a little bit um, more playing, you know, the devil's advocate when let's say we have a six CEO and they've kind of surrounded themselves with people that think similarly, then mm -hmm. they're going to be slower to market with their ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you throw an eight in the mix uh, or a three or a seven. And they're like, let's just go guys, let's go make it happen. Then they're going to be prone to call them reckless. And mm -hmm. they'll say, they just don't get it, right? They're reckless. They don't want to uh, go through the process. And that's not right. the case. Um, you just have a bunch of sixes that are like more reserved in that. So being right. able to, to just really pull back the veil on teams and see where the tensions lie, according to Enneagram types, that's one yeah. of my favorite things to do um, is do team sessions where we can figure out, hey, what's really going on underneath the surface as to yeah. why we get along or why we do get along and let's be then intentional about those connections and let's accelerate our growth by working to our strengths. Right. No, that's huge. When you think about a few different types, like which ones do you feel like have the most tension with each other? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, I'm going to, you know, say the obvious one first, I would say an eight and a one. Uh, <laughs> it's funny people, that we're best friends <laughs> if people would have saw us you know if people would have seen us at holy cow burger on uh, friday night last weekend oh they would have thought we couldn't stand each other and we won't talk about the subject matter but <laughs> we'll say that some people that were some of our new friends were kind of sitting there like are they mad and we weren't but we are very stubborn we're very passionate uh we're very yeah. aggressive and so because of that uh the one wants to do things right the eight wants justice. And really it's the same thing. You just have a different way of, just have a different way of getting there. For me, yeah. it's like, Hey, let's kick down the door. And you're like, let's, you know, figure out how to pick the lock. Right. And we both want can to get you, through the door, but. Can you at least let the people know who won that argument? And Holy you cow. won, you won, <laughs> Lamar won that argument at Holy cow. I will. I'm not All too right. prideful to admit it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say a one and an eight. Um, I would also say, you know, Man, it's, it's tough to talk about which ones have um, more glaring conflict because they all have um, their own tensions that they carry into every uh, interaction mm -hmm. and every relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, but off the top of my head, you know, I would say an eight and a one. Um, I would also say, and I, I don't want to say an eight and an everything, but this is definitely true because the eight is very aggressive and confrontational. Maybe some <laughs> other types. Um Let's say a seven and a six. 
Okay. Um, a, a seven and a six, because the six is the devil's advocate, worst case scenario thinker. They want to plan and process. And um, I think of watching Michael Scott on The Office. I sent you the clip uh, yeah. not too long ago where Jim wanted to make the pros and cons list, right? And Michael's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, another list. I know I can't stop you from thinking, right? It has to be. <laughs> Um, I think of, of Michael Scott in that scenario being a seven and, and Jim being a six, right? Like, let's plan yeah. it. Let's make sure it's okay. And that can become very draining on a seven. However, you know, on the other side, the sevens uh, ambition and zeal can become draining for the six. So mm. just some that are, are very opposite that uh, stand out uh, as well. I would say a type four and a type three. And it's funny because they neighbor one another and they of course yeah. can take on wings of each other, um, right. all of these types. But the, uh, the four and the three as well, the four wants to be very authentic, right? The four wants to be um, unique and special. And the three is the chameleon type, right? They'll take on what, whatever you know, success looks like or whatever they need to be to be successful in the moment. And the four, for them, that can become draining because, you know, hey, you're, you're kind of a, a phony, right? Don't you want to be unique? Right. And then the three would say, well, four, you're kind of emotional. Like you need to, you know, <laughs> you need to temper that. But, you know, it, it, it's again, it's just all, I think as a, as we're talking through some of these more glaring tensions, it just yeah. brings light to the fact that everybody sees the world in such a different way. And yeah. if we can learn to respect each other for our differences and leverage our perspectives mm -hmm. instead of trying to make each other think like we do, right. I'm trying to make you more like me instead of understanding and making you a better you. Um, yeah. It's just, just no wonder why there's so much uh, tension and attrition uh, in, in businesses. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to wrap this thing up with two thoughts. Why is it important to continue to cultivate the relationships we have and build new ones? First and foremost, um, you know, a little plug for coaching with the Enneagram, but the Enneagram helps to eliminate a lot of drag in building relationships. It helps us to build relationships much faster, right? Mm -hmm. And so the Enneagram helps us to build relationships in a week that would have taken months or even years to cultivate because we didn't understand one another. So mm -hmm. it helps us to enhance those relationships. Um, but to speak to your first part of the question, it's helpful to continue to cultivate uh, the relationships that you already have uh, because those people already understand you and you can run at a very fast pace without having to explain, right? Mm. Um, I'm looking now to build the true strategy team. I'm bringing other coaches onto true strategy. And there are some that are going to join the team that will have to stop and kind of explain, hey, yes, Keanu's an eight, but let's also, you know, they'll have to learn to understand me um, outside of my number, right? I'm more than the number. Right. And where you, um, you understand me. So there are a lot of things that I don't have to explain as well. Uh, my chief marketing officer, he's an eight. So there yeah. are a lot of things that I don't have to explain. He just gets it. And that's the importance of cultivating long lasting relationships because of the context, because of the history. Um, yeah. A lot of things don't need explanation. We can just run and understand each other and get to new heights and new levels in our relationships yeah. or in our businesses. Yeah. Keanu, I've noticed that you've made a lot of new relationships this year. Um, so I think that's the reason why I want to get that answer from you. How, how have these new relationships been impactful for you in your life just here in 2020? What are you getting at? I don't know. I'm just meeting new people. It's a great thing. Like, um, and I've noticed that, I mean, just with you meeting with the, like, you know, you've got introduced to the Venom brothers. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you've made a lot of new relationships this year um, that have sparked business ideas that have 
um, gotten your foot in the door to uh, coach certain markets. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I just, yeah, I would just love to just hear your, your take on how the new relationships have been impacting you. Yeah. Okay. No, that's awesome. Well, you know, what I think of first and foremost is that similar to development, um, a podcast, a book, a teaching, a course, you don't usually take all of the content that, but there's one thing that you can take from each, right. And it adds to Mm -hmm. this house that you're building of your development. Um, the same thing in your relationships, there are certain things that people bring naturally that is just another, you know, cinder block that adds to the building and in your development where you would have had to take in a course or get a degree to understand this, uh, this thing that someone in a relationship can teach you in a day, a week or a conversation. And so it's so important to continue to cultivate new relationships. Now, for some of you, that's going to be easier than others. However, all of us, even the most extroverted of us have to continue to build and cultivate relationships because um, one, as believers, uh, we know that God uses people to provide resource. God has always used people, even in the person of Jesus to provide salvation. So he's always going to use people to give you what you need. Um, But on the other side, as far as business goes, continuing to challenge your thinking, continuing to expand your worldview. So you don't become so isolated. I think of the town that I grew up in. It's a town of 2000 people in Northern New Mexico with one stoplight and living there, growing up there, I had a very, very narrow view of the world. Right. And now I have friends from all over the country and now, you know, from different parts of the world and they help to just bring a different perspective. So as it pertains to your business, it's always helpful to continue to challenge your thinking, continue to challenge um, the way you you process or the way you do things um, with new people. So that way they can bring light to those blind spots. We just don't know what we don't know. And every person is uniquely gifted to bring another piece to that puzzle or another brick to build a house. 100% man way to bring that home dude like opening up your perspective right such a great analogy like from small town to now seeing the world a lot more there's so much more for us to see and experience out there and and people are a huge way that we can be experiencing that um so don't stretch yourself thin um but also don't don't close yourself off um and uh, at the end of the day if you're still feeling like man like but it just doesn't feel right inside of me guess what you got Keanu Trujillo, the Enneagram coach for professionals uh, to help you understand your inner self so you can get connected with people on a, on a much deeper level and meet other people as well. Okay. Challenge yourself and challenge your circle. After you listen to this, I always, I always like to leave you with something practical because I'm a very practical person. Uh, so challenge yourself with those that you're surrounding yourself with. Really take an audit of the kind of people you're surrounding yourself with, not to say that that's right, wrong, or indifferent, but awareness is key. So challenge yourself with those that you have leading your businesses, um, those that are your closest friends, those that uh, you call upon your mentors. Begin to challenge yourself in figuring out, do I have myself trapped in an echo chamber? Where can I grow um, or where can I continue to maximize my strengths? Love it. Thanks, Keanu, man. It's always fun. I'm so glad that we're back. We have some others joining us in the studio as well very soon. You all, we are going to hit a run of about four to six weeks of some really amazing guests. 
that are one familiar with the Enneagram, but also very successful in business. Um, we have yeah. the Benham brothers joining us on the podcast. We have Beth and Jeff McCord from your Enneagram coach, founders of your Enneagram coach, Larry Hubaka, who helped create the creative culture at Elevation Church, and many more that you're going to love to hear from that are business owners, that are professionals, that can speak on how the Enneagram has impacted them, and just give you all some wisdom. So join us over the next uh, four to six weeks. We're going to have uh, guests with us, and you guys are going to love it. But hey, once again, this has been more than numbers enneagram for business i'm your co-host lamar braddon along with the enneagram coach for professionals the auto trio 